Welcome to Middle-Aged Wisdom. I'm Nancy, and I'm a dentist. I'm Dave, and I'm an engineer. We're here to share what we've learned about life, business, and leadership. Join us as we try to figure it all out. What it takes to live our best lives. Welcome to episode 30 of the podcast, Middle-Aged Wisdom. Today we're gonna to be talking about this transition that feels like it's just starting to get going, this transition out of COVID dominating our lives and eventually getting back into some sort of sense of normalcy, but how it's gonna be a new normal. Like once we got a few months into the pandemic experience, there was no going back to how things were before and eventually now there are certain things that have changed forever, right. some for the better and some not. But what kind of got us starting to think about how there is some light at the end of the tunnel was Nance had a big milestone last week as a healthcare provider. Right. What did you get to do? I had my second vaccine. Oh, she got her second shot. Yeah. So I thought that this would be a good medium to just tell you a little bit about my experience. I feel like I was on a lot of those boards online, like Facebook or Instagram, and they were the vaccine healthcare provider boards. So people were seeing their experience with first and second, and I feel like they were only saying the bad things. Mm. And I, of all the people that I know, so staff and friends and family members of friends and my brother, sister-in-law, all these people, no one has had a reaction. So interesting. So of all these people you know who've gotten vaccinated and all those people you were talking about generally are in sort of some sort of healthcare related thing. Right. None of them had a reaction to the second shot. No one had a reaction. So no. first one, I was totally fine. Four weeks later, I had the Moderna one. Four weeks later, I had the second one. Um, the next day, I felt like I had a really bad cold. Um, I, I had flu-like symptoms. So not really a fever. I think it was the highest was like 99 something. And then uh, I just felt very achy to the point where anything that was inflamed in the past before. So I always had neck and back issues. When I was pregnant, I had a right, my right wrist was really inflamed. I had to get injections in my wrist. It was and like a carpal tunnel carpal sort tunnel. of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And ironically, I'm left-handed. So I think it's just from my right hand is the one that has to pull people's cheeks back and their tongue back. And that was the one that suffered, not the one that I hold everything in. But during the second shot, I had these issues with inflammation. And those areas were very, very sore to the point where it was difficult to kind of get out of bed. To, mm -hmm. to walk mm -hmm. around. Um, Dave noticed me. I was sitting on the couch a whole lot. I slept so long. I think I counted 14 hours of sleep. I don't know if it's because Nance is a dentist and she's like in this Petri dish of different, so many people coming through that your immune system was just like, like a fortress. And so that being said, I, I don't think I've ever seen you laid up on the couch almost ever since I I've never known get you. sick yeah I mean it's, I'm just one of those people that I don't get sick I I don't know if I've ever called in saying I couldn't see my patient I think I don't think I've ever done that I don't think that there was ever a time that I said 
oh my goodness, I'm so sick, I can't come in. There, there, in, in knowing you for, I guess now 16 years, there might have been a, a day or two ever. Maybe. Yeah. I, I can't so, even think off the top of my head. In so any anyway, event, you were, yeah, you were pretty sick. I was pretty sick. Yes. There's that one some, day. That one day. One day. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, I woke up. I was supposed to be going to work um, early. I woke up like nothing ever happened. So one day you were out, then the next right. day, this is how you were. Felt, felt great. Just yeah. like I do today. Yeah. We're talking about the vaccine, and that led us to think about all of these things that may be able to happen now that the vaccine is here, people are, the numbers are going down in everyone's counties, and things are just looking a little bit better. Yeah. We're still waiting on my chance to get vaccinated, but being a 43-year-old guy without any sort of, I don't know, underlying health issues, I don't know when the heck that'll happen we'll for see me. in May. What's that? We'll see you in May. In May, yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna take Cece and go on a vacation or something. <laughs> and I'll be stuck at home with the with no, the dog. No, just kidding. Um, I am going to start vaccinating people, which is kind of cool. Yeah. That in Colorado, dentists have been asked. Um, actually, anyone has been asked that has previous experience with giving injections or in the medical field to help with vaccine delivery. Mm -hmm. And so I am supposed to go undergo orientation this week. So I'm very excited for that. I'm glad that Colorado is stepping up to that and recognizing dentists as actual um, healthcare people. Who are <laughs> capable of jabbing people in the arm. And we <laughs> do it every day. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Uh, well, to me, that's encouraging in that the rate of vaccine availability is going up, which means they need more people to administer them. And right. so that's a good sign. I look, oh man, I'm looking forward to that. That's good. It's a good sign. As we sort of think about that, oh man, there is this light at the end of the tunnel, we think, and not that the vaccine is the end all be all, but it's a sign of things getting better. The vaccine's starting to taper off. Even the rates of infection in general are starting to go down. But we were starting to think about like, what is this post COVID life look like? What are some differences? What are some things that aren't, aren't gonna change or that, I don't know, were a new thing during COVID that are gonna kind of stick around. And you had an interesting one with just your PPE at work. Right. Even post-COVID, there are certain things you now do differently that you'll always do differently. Right. I, I don't know how I'm going to go back to normalcy in, like the, in the dental lab. Normalcy as in? As in, I mean, we used to just sit in a room talking to someone a foot away from them having a conversation. And it's a very small room. You know, dental rooms are very, very tight quarters. I just don't know if I'm when I'm going to be comfortable doing that, right? Without like a bunch of stuff on? Even just a mask. Mm -hmm. Just a mask. You know, I think that uh, I'll forever now wear a mask all the time around the office. I think I will now, I'm not giving up my face shield. I've seen too much on my face shield. So like... You're working on a patient, their mouth's open. Mm -hmm. How far is your face shield from their mouth? Probably a foot. A foot. What happens to the Maybe face Maybe two feet. What happens to the face shield? It gets pretty nasty. How, how so? <laughs> I, I was laughing when the nurse that was giving my vaccine to me, he was asking me about dentists and do we just always wear N95s and what kind of mask cover up and PPE do we have? And I said, you're talking to someone who for... 16 years of practice, I haven't worn a face shield. I said, I have gone home with chunks of silver filling in my hair that fall in the shower when I wash my hair that night. I mean, we're talking about gross stuff, right? And I, even, even though I've practiced that long like that, I can't go back now to not wearing a face shield. I see all the stuff before it, it was just, oh, 
someone's silver filling is in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it missed it missed the air evacuator. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> and now I can't go back to to going like that. So I mean, I will probably forever wear a face shield. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Right. That's good. Mm -hmm. You guys also screen your patients in ways you didn't used to. And you were telling me you had an interesting thing come up recently because you screen people for basically for anything COVID related before right. you will see them. Right. Right. And you had a patient recently where you, you got nervous. And, I and, did. And just to be clear, Nance doesn't tell me who anybody is. She'll just right. talk about this in instance. And in I don't even say gender. I just say this person or this right, patient. Right, right, right. And so what happened was we screen people on the phone. There's a form to fill out. And I had been seeing this person a couple of times over the last few months for different treatment. The person came in and went through the screening, checked off no, no, no to everything, is in my chair. And I think we we're probably working for a little over an hour. And at the very, very end, my assistant went to clean everything up and I was in the room and the patient started coughing. And it was the first time I, I really heard the patient cough. And I said, hey, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. Do you need some water? Sure, I would love some water. The patient said, I promise I don't have COVID. Um, I got tested and I got a negative test. And I'm thinking, hmm, we all know how these negative tests go. I know quite a few people who have had a negative, negative, negative test to get a positive later who was symptomatic the whole time and just felt crummy. So they did quarantine. They stayed home only to get a positive test later down the road. Yeah, all the negative tells you is you're, you don't have enough viral load at that moment, at that moment. to have a positive test. It doesn't mean an hour or a day later. Right. It would be different. Right. In any event, I thought, oh, no, here we are. So I have to pretend, like, make, like, we were just exposed, right? Because that's just what you do. So anyways, we had all of our coverage on. I mean, I wasn't, we weren't at risk of anything. I was wearing an N95. I had a mask. I had a face shield. I had my goggles, all that kind of stuff. This, so, this is where Nance's OCD comes in handy. Right. <laughs> but it is, it was just one of those wake-up calls where when I had been debating the vaccine for a while and I said I would feel better if I gave that vaccine that I was going to get to someone elderly. But I also want to keep my patients safe. Um, for the last year, I have wondered if I was going to bring something home to my family, if I was going to pass on something to a patient, or if I was going to pass on something to someone we love and care about, all those types of things that bring about all of this apprehension. And so when I had asked patients about that, they said, no, we want you we want you to be vaccinated because we can control our environments. You need to work and take care of us. And so we need you to be vaccinated. So that took away any guilt that I may have been feeling about it. So as we think about other things that won't be different, a lot came up with Dave too. He works from home now for the last year. He was working 100% in the office prior to COVID. And now we have to rethink what does the office space look like? Yeah, what does our, our work office space look like? What does the, the rules around commuting or working from home look like? Because let's just face it, the we, we've all proven people who have office jobs and have been able to work from home really effectively. Hopefully this has proven to management in every industry that people will do their jobs. And if they're not, you'll figure it out. And whether they work from the office or work from home, that doesn't really matter. Like that you know, if they're a good employee, they'll be good at home or good at the office. Maybe this is a very organic way to weed people out. 
if you can't be trusted at home, then maybe that's naturally, I don't know, shrinking the office pool. Like you don't, like that's a sign they shouldn't be uh, asked back sort of thing. Right. Like if you're not getting your work done and you can't be trusted and you don't have that, you know, loyalty to your company or whoever you're working for, yeah, maybe that's a sign. Yeah. Well, everybody's got different situations too and different stresses that come with working from home and all of that. But I guess the the point we're trying to make is, as we kind of transition back into post-COVID world, it's pretty clear that if somebody's really insistent on you being in the office, in your in your seat from eight to five every single day, to me, that seems that it's more about seeing that you're there and I want to see that you're working, quote unquote, working, even though everybody knows you can be sitting at a computer and not doing productive work right. at any given moment. But that's more about mistrust that people are being productive right? than people have to be at a physical office altogether in the same place. Otherwise, there's no way they could actually be doing their job. Right. Yeah, I don't I've said that. this so many times before that I get so much done on the weekends <laughs> because I have help. I have you, right? During the week when I have time off, if Cece doesn't have school, I'm with her. If I'm, I, We have the dog now. And when, on the weekends, I have you to help with that so I can actually get stuff done. So for me, my time is on a weekend or late at night, you know, on an evening, like after dinner, that's the time that works for me. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting because it's like, there's certain things that it does not matter what time of day I do it. I could do it at two in the morning. I could do it on Sunday. It doesn't matter as long as I get it done and I do it well and it's done as soon as it needs to be done. It doesn't really matter. Right. It's not like there's certain things that I don't have to work with the team on. It's not, doesn't have to do with the meeting or anything like that. Like say just paying a bill right, for some one of my projects. It doesn't matter when I do that. But then there are other things where it's gonna be interesting to see how these sort of office etiquette and dynamics work out with what is sacred. You have to be in person for, at the office for X. What is that gonna be? We've talked about this in a previous podcast about drive time that it takes some time for people to go to meetings. Mm-hmm. So Zoom has been very, very prominent during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it's been great. I, I've enjoyed it. I, I like doing meetings. I think it's so easy to just turn your computer on. CC's lessons were on Zoom. We've had meetings on Zoom. We've done wine tasting on Zoom. So many things have converted over to that way. What do you think will be one thing where it's mandatory that you meet in person? Will there be one? Uh, there's going to be certain staff meetings because, I mean, there's definitely this... I, I don't know if it's going to be, hmm, it's interesting. I think there's going to be certain staff meetings where it's going to be like all hands on deck. You have to physically be here. Mm-hmm. But then there's always going to be somebody where it's like, I had something going on. It's hard for me to physically get there. Can I Can I mm-hmm. call in? And then we're going to have this mechanism for calling into a conference room or something and having it be both. Right. Like some in person and some on a conference call or virtual call. We've talked about that with school as well. Mm -hmm. Will snow days actually exist? Because now the school has this platform for doing Zoom and remote learning. Will a snow day exist? I don't know. Well, aren't they still doing snow days even with like virtual school? (laughs) I I think with CC's school, they just feel like, "Eh, it's been a really tough week. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just have a- (laughs) I think we need a snow day. We need a snow day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You guys aren't driving anywhere. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Somebody does have to drive. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that all works with schools and virtual versus in-person. 
but I'm kind of excited because there, one of the things that made me feel really safe and for flu season, I think people would agree with this during flu season, there was always that concern for getting sick. Our family luckily didn't really have that, but I know that some people are really concerned about that. And a lot of people said, wow, we went the whole winter without being sick because we had remote learning, we had mask wearing in school. What does this look like for the future? I don't know. I have to say, I kind of like it. I like not having a sick kid. I like not having to worry about it, whether it's in person or remote. And then if you have a child that has a sniffle and you worry about infecting everyone, you do a remote day. They still feel fine enough to go to school, but I'm not going to send you because I don't want you to get everyone else sick. So we'll do a remote day. Right. And now we get to, at least we didn't have that happen this year. So there's like these silver linings with COVID. I don't know. Does that mean we're going to, are you saying we're going to, I don't know, become hermits in the winter and just tell everybody, if you need me, reach me on virtual call. That's it. I don't know. I don't know. I have to say I kind of like it, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I was thinking, too, that there has been some interesting ways of marketing that have changed with COVID as well. People are getting very, very clever. Yeah, and they're also getting really used to all these different virtual communication mediums. Right. right? And that's been really actually a good thing that I think is going to stick in a good way post-COVID. Right. There's been master classes. There have been a million webinars. I can't even tell you how many webinars I've been on over the past year. There have been symposiums online. I was thinking about the new rage of Clubhouse, Mm -hmm. which I want to talk about a little bit. Clubhouse. What is it? I keep hearing (laughs) this. What is it? I've tried to explain this to Dave, and I think until you get on it, it's really hard to understand. It is an invite-only app, so you must be invited by somebody. I was invited by a friend. It's interesting in the medical world. There are so many dental things, so many medical things, but it's basically like kind of like we're doing this podcast. This podcast is just us chatting. We're talking and imagine everyone that's listening is in a classroom with us, a virtual classroom with us. And if you have something to say or want to chime in or say, hey, what do you think about X? Or I had this happen. Or what what do you think about this marketing? Whatever it is, then you can raise your hand virtually. And the moderators, us, would choose to either let people participate or not. But all the ones that I've been on, people participate. I was on one last night and it was about the it was like a life coach. It was coaching. It was life it? coaching. And it was, it was a bunch of very, very successful people. They were talking about coaching and how their business does this and things that are valuable to them. I was on it for like an hour. They're talking about what made them successful, what they found made them successful, what, right. dri- what drives them, what energizes them. Right. And, and I was sitting there next to Nance in bed and, it really kind of felt like one of those old party lines with the telephone. It totally did with, in the seventies. Yeah, it's like you could listen in. You're basically listening in on these other people's conversations. Right. Was what it was. Right. It was like a seventies party line. I had to look up when party lines ended. Yeah. Because they were in the seventies, I know, and then we were born in the seventies. Yeah, and it was all just audio. There's no mm-hmm. visuals. Right. And there's no editing. It's all live. Right. It's just right there. Right. So it's just like us talking. It is interesting, though, because it kind of is this new age of marketing. It's a way to you can get patients involved. You can be a life coach and get your clients that way. You can be a bunch of comedians just giving your work and then have audiences listen to you or practice when you're on this type of virtual stage. 
Right. So isn't it like there's there's there are rooms and each room could have a different topic or moderator and you right. just kind of look for a room or a topic you're curious about and then right. you listen in. So how do you get started on it? I'll kind of give you a tutorial really, really quickly because I wish someone told me this a month ago when I was wandering around clueless as to what it was. I saw it on our Facebook page for Colorado Dentists and I thought, hey, what is that? I want to get on there. And of course, this person got 500 requests to be in Clubhouse. And in Clubhouse, you only get two to start off with. You get, you get to invite two people. It's only for Apple users. It's not for Android yet. They're working on it. It's still in beta testing. You have to be invited. So for example, I invited Dave and um, one other person, and those are my two invites. If Wait, you want to- who was your other person? Did you invite them yet? I'll tell you later. Who is number two? Who's number two if I'm number one? <laughs> All my siblings do Android, so I can't invite them either. Yeah, and you have two siblings, so you'd only have to I, pick one. Well, I know one that would do it and one that wouldn't. Well, there you go, right, fair <laughs> enough, yeah. You get invited by somebody. Okay, so if you wanna get started and you want to look for an invite, you can sign up on the app. So you can download the app and then put your name in and you kind of wait for the invite. You can do that as well. Then once you're invited, you get into a classroom basically. There is a moderator, there'll be titles. So you can type in, for me obviously, I'm interested in dental, I'm interested in medical, I'm interested in wellness, fitness, nutrition, running, comedy, anything that you're interested in. You could do cooking, whatever you wanna to listen to. Then it'll give you a list of different things. And then you can kind of search people that you might like really listening to. So if there's a celebrity you like listening to, you can type them in. Maybe you wanna to listen to Beyonce. So you type in Beyonce and see if she has a room. She, not that I know of. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elon Musk had one. So yeah. if you like listening to tech and Elon Musk, he had one that was going at one point in time. You type in the name, they'll send you reminders about things that are coming up. So for example, for me, dental, we had one that I was listening to at 6 a.m. the other morning, and it was our huddle meeting. And so it was a dental huddle meeting, and it was basically a moderator just saying key things to talk about in the dental huddle for the day. Hmm. A dental huddle is hmm. something that we have a meeting every single morning when we go into work, and it's kind of like, who's coming in today? What do we need to know? Do they have any um, follow-up treatment? Are they being seen later on for treatment? What's going on with all these people? And we talk about that. So, so you listen to somebody else talking about how to do a huddle effectively. Right. Exactly. And you listen to that with your staff together? I listened to it here when I was getting ready for work. Mm -hmm. And that was the one that they invited me to talk. Oh, because there wasn't, it wasn't like hundreds of people in there. There was like 15 people in there. Yeah, I think there were like 12 or 13 people. And they said, Nancy, and, I, and I, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I am like getting ready for work. I'm getting in the shower. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk. I can't talk right now. <laughs> um, and so they can invite you to talk and you can decline, obviously. Um, or if you have something to say, you can raise your hand and they can call on you. So it was kind of cool. I like it. We have thought about this for us. We had a, one of my very good friends said, hey, this is what it is. And she was the one that actually explained it to me mm -hmm. um, as to what it, what it actually is. And she said, I think this will be great for middle-aged wisdom. 
maybe in the future. I don't think right now because I fear Dave and I will sit there with no one listening to us. <laughs> we'll be in a room by ourselves. No like, one will come into our room. <laughs> well, that's like when we record the podcast anyway. It's just the two of us in here, you know. I know. We have no idea who's going to listen. Yeah. So maybe as more and more people get on Clubhouse, and maybe we would start to do that. But um, I, I thought maybe a Saturday morning would be fun. Recap the week. Kind of an interesting thing. But if you're interested in it, that's what it is. Look for other people that are like-minded, that have things to talk about that you're interested in. Yeah. And it's again, it's another one of those things where it is developed during COVID, during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We've all gotten more used to different types of virtual communication mediums and technologies. Like everybody at least knows how to do Zoom or something like that now. Mm -hmm. And there are all these different things. And it's actually bringing people that are far apart together in ways that we didn't get to experience before. And I hope some of that stays with us mm -hmm. as we transition into the post-COVID post COVID world, whatever the heck that looks like. Because it's there's, it's not going back to how it was, that's for sure. I loved on Clubhouse too. It is international. So on the one that I was on last night, there were a lot of UK people. There were Australians. There were um, people from India. There were um, obviously US people. But I thought, how cool is that? And it's interesting because it happens at a time and at that, it's live. And so at that time, it's someone's 2 a.m., it's someone's 7 p.m., it's someone's 9 a.m. How cool. Well, and it's interesting that the live aspect of it, like you're talking about, is really what's sort of neat to bring people together like that, that are in such different places. And But but at the same time, we're all so similar. Right. A lot of people that listen to this are in businesses. Yeah, and yeah, we all yeah. have we're the same all... troubles and the same things that happen. So just to summarize this episode, we feel like, you know, now, now that Nance has been vaccinated, we feel like there's a real light at the end of the tunnel. Like there's really going to be a post COVID life, maybe this year. And we'll see, we'll see what happens. At the same time, there are certain things that this pandemic has, has changed about us and those changes are going to stay. And in some cases, they're actually good changes. And the one thing I hope that doesn't change over the next few years is our ability to listen to each other and to collaborate and to take care of each other. Mm -hmm.